0: You left your job okay time to roll over your forum, okay it's it's like a knee-jerk reaction and it's because they want to manage the assets nothing wrong with that for them but there may be something wrong for the client so I, mm. and i don't think they say it out of a, a bad or a greedy spirit i just think they just don't know
1: becoming a millionaire isn't just about growing your money it's also about protecting and preserving your wealth by using the right financial strategies for your situation welcome this is middle class millionaire with john choi john has his masters of science in financial services and is a certified financial planner and the president of epiphany capital
2: Back for another edition of Middle Class Millionaire with John Choi, Certified Financial Planner and President at Epiphany Capital. And we're going to get a little controversial this go-around. We're going to talk about some counterintuitive advice and why you should maybe not invest in a 401k. Ah, shocking. All right. So we're going to just highlight some areas to consider either maybe not using it or just using a different kind of tool, a different kind of retirement vehicle. And don't get us wrong. In many cases, it's a great vehicle uh, and it offers a lot of advantages, uh, but there could be some ways, depending on your scenario, where looking at other options may not be the worst idea. So I've got a few places I want to kind of toss out at John and We'll set up some a scenario here a little bit and let John kind of walk us through it and get some uh, some guidance on uh, what he thinks on this topic. John, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Good. How are you doing? Pretty good. So, uh, how you like that setup? Is interesting, right? We're going to talk a little bit about reasons not to use a four hundred one k.
0: That might sound shocking to some folks. I've been wanting to talk about this topic for a while. I'm glad nice. you you suggested that. So let's let's go.
2: Okay. Well, so let's kind of start with the first the first piece here. Uh, plain and simply, if your employer does not, again, does not offer company matching contributions right off the bat, they that may be a very good reason for you to not use their four hundred one k. Look at an IRA or a Roth, for example. And why might we want to do that if there's no matching contributions, John?
0: Well, first of all, let me just bring it back to um, there's not many plans out there like that. And it's because of the laws of ERISA, which govern qualified plans like a 401k. Right. So if you, if you have that, and there's reasons for that, that that are just way too deep for this podcast, but you probably won't have that. Probably but not, do, but still. If you do. Um here's what the advice of of all the other radio gurus say and they uh, they all seem to agree on that. And they say that uh you should put your money into your 401k up to the match but not a penny more. And
2: now, we're going to talk about that. So keep that in mind.
0: Yeah, so I can't I don't like to give blanket statements like that because mm-hmm. it's different strokes for different folks. Of course. It's a customization. Right. So Um, But I got to tell you this, if I'm young, single, and I'm in the 12% tax rate, Mm -hmm. I am not going to invest in my 401k, believe it or not. I'm not going to, quote unquote, save 12%. Uh, I am going to pay that 12%. I'm going to put it into a Roth IRA and pay taxes up front. And then I will never, ever have to pay tax again. Right. So Because it's the
2: devil we know right now, which is a lower tax rate.
0: Yeah. So pay the tax at a lower rate today, then a higher rate in the future is, is what I would recommend.
2: Yeah, ideally. I, mean, I think that's where we all pretty much can agree taxes are going. So, all right. So that's probably not going to happen very often. So with that kind of out of the way, now let's get to some of the more common things. And really, we can use that setup that you did, because that's the same way I was going to go, is maybe it's the concept of Get the free money, get the match. So let's yeah. just hypothetically say you're pumping 12% into your 401k every paycheck, but it only takes six to get the match. Okay. So you, if you're doing six percent, you're getting the company match. So that other at extra six percent, maybe it's a better idea to put that someplace else because of let's go with the number one here. You maybe don't have an emergency fund. Okay. So you're pumping 12% into a retirement account, but you're sitting you know, with $75 in your savings account at the bank. That's probably not the best idea.
0: The CFP board will say that you need to give priority to building your emergency fund. Which Over, I think to a degree, it's not, not a bad <laughs> idea, right? Because if
2: if you don't build your emergency fund and something did happen, where are you taking the money out of? Probably the yeah, 401k. Yeah, am going by or, the book here. Right. Yeah,
0: I'm going by the book. <laughs> so yeah, you, if you don't have an emergency fund, you really need to uh, build that up. Yeah. There's no question.
2: Because if you have to access the 401k to for an emergency, what's going to happen, right? You're going to get hit with some extra things that... Wouldn't have been the case if you had just built the emergency fund up first.
0: Again, we, I, I like the idea of an emergency fund, but please remember that if in, in a Roth IRA, mm-hmm. your distributions on your contributions, not conversions, not earnings, just on your contributions, they will always be tax and penalty-free. So it can be used as an emergency fund. Even if really you're, you're
2: younger? Still penalty-free even if you're younger, though?
0: I can put a... $5000 Roth IRA contribution today mm-hmm. and take it out tomorrow tax and penalty free that $5000 contribution. Hmm. okay. The contributions are always tax and penalty free. So they make for great emergency funds. Now, if you got money in a Roth IRA, you're probably going to invest it though, right? You're right, going right. to put it into the stock market, whatever. So if for because of what it's invested in, not a great emergency fund. Emergency fund should be liquid. Liquid assets, savings accounts, yeah. CDs, things like that. So.
2: Okay. All right. So let's go to the next one here. A, a reason to maybe consider doing something else with that excess, right? So look, again, kind of think about the setup of you're pumping 12% into your 401k, but six is the only thing that's needed to get you the company match. So maybe that other six, you might want to move to maybe a Roth, like you just mentioned, because you are worried about future tax increases, Right. So that could be one to ponder there if you want to be more tax efficient. We kind of touched on that. So let's dive into it a little further. What do you think about that concept?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You you, you will want to put it into some, some tax um, deferred vehicle besides the, uh, the, the 401k.
2: Yeah, you're getting the 6%. You got 6% going into your 401k. You're getting the match. That's going to be tax deferred. But now you're taking that extra 6% for our, for our example, and you're just putting it someplace where you can be more tax efficient today. Right, well, right. I'm sorry. Sure I mean,
0: yeah. So that extra 6% that, that you're not putting away into your 401k is going to be taxed. And so that will be after tax money. And so you really have a couple of choices only your, your Roth IRA, or you can just put it into a, a, a brokerage account.
2: Right. And, but the Roth buy. seems to be the most sense, right? Because you can now invest it. You've got more control.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to remember that the only thing that will prevent you from contributing. Again, not converting, but contributing to a Roth is going to be your AGI, your adjusted gross income. So, if your adjusted gross income is above a certain amount, you can't contribute to a Roth. But I'm just going to pretend and, and assume that everyone can can contribute. So, as long as you're okay to do that, that would be probably my first choice. Okay, all right. Besides so putting money into a, a savings account to build up your emergency fund, that should be done first.
2: Right. All right. And again, these are just some other things to consider, uh, you know, in the event, instead of maybe just trying to dump. So, for example, like, uh, and and of course, now the Secure Act 2.0 changes. They've made a few more changes here um and, and that's cuz there's going to be rolling out over the next year or so but if your company offers a Roth 401k now this could be an option instead of the traditional this could be something to really maybe look at because now you're kind of getting the best of both worlds
0: so it's oh gosh it, it, this is a tough conversation to have right mm-hmm. so if, if you're in a, if you're making let's say you're making a million dollars a year mm-hmm. you, you can't put money into a Roth I'm into a, into Roth, a regular IRA. Roth, right, IRA. Right. You, you you can't you can't put contributions in there, okay? But you can do it into your Roth 401k and you say, "Oh, that's great. You know, I can I can grow this money tax-free and, and I'll pull it out tax-free later." But the other side of the coin is this is that now you're paying tax at 37 or 45% with with state taxes and all of that. Mm. Okay. you're paying ta- you're paying that kind of tax up front and then later even though tax rates may have gone higher I don't know what your tax rate's going to be if you're if you if you've amassed so much money that your RMDs and all of that is going to push you into the highest tax bracket mm-hmm. then great that's a great idea but if your income is going to drop from a million dollars to like 100,000 in in uh, retirement and your tax rate's going to drop correspondingly Probably not a good idea. Hmm. So again, that's why I don't like to make blanket statements like, "Yeah, everyone should do a Roth conversion." Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely not. Yeah, and I and that's why I think I thought this would be a fun kind of conversation piece is to say, "Okay, well, what if there are you know some of these different little aspects? Does it make sense to maybe look someplace else outside of the traditional four hundred one k?"
0: Absolutely, and and again, I I think you need to talk to a qualified financial planner to help you walk down a path different. Um, consequences to different actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just talk about it before you pull the trigger.
2: Yeah, hey, I you know I, I heard this or I saw this or I read this or I'm even thinking about this. Yeah. what do you think? Right, so let's run my scenario, my unique scenario, and then you know see if it makes sense. Maybe you know it, it's one of these things we've talked about here. It makes sense for you to do. Maybe it doesn't. Right, so it's all about just kind of getting some ideas and sharing some nuggets of information. But let's keep on for right now. A couple more things I had on here I wanted to run sure. through with sure. you. Um, what about uh, you know reasons to not have the 401k, again, the traditional one? Uh, well, one seems fairly obvious. If you no longer are at the company, but your money still is, <laughs> if you've left your money there and you've moved on, you should probably get that out of there, right? Those stray 401ks.
0: Probably. Um, depending on your situation, I, I've got a, a quick story. I had somebody in my class This is when I was uh, teaching just regular uh, retirement planning to the general public, not Mm -hmm. cfp students. But um, they said that their dad had uh, worked at a company and left his 401k there. And when he turned, this is back years years ago, 70 and a half. That was the required minimum distribution age back then. He forgot. And back then, the penalty on the the amount that you should have taken but that you didn't, uh, was 50%. That was the penalty. Ouch. So if you needed to take out $10,000, that was your required minimum distribution, the penalty was 5000 And then when you take out the $10,000, 10, you pay the $5,000 penalty, and then you pay the tax on that, you're probably left with $0.25 cents on the dollar, right? So it, it was crazy. And I said, you know, had he moved it to an IRA uh, at, a, at a custodian, I'm telling you, they would have broken down his door. And said, "You need to take out an arm." They would have. They would have mailed him. They would have emailed him. They would have called him. They would have carrier pigeon or courier pigeon. <laughs> I mean, either they, one. They they don't. Yeah, they don't mess around because they they've got liability. Your old company. You don't work for them anymore. They don't really care. They say you're on your own. Right. So,
2: and it was, which is why it's yeah. probably a good idea to to get it out of there. Right.
0: I, I think for that reason alone, it it might make sense to. Yeah. Yeah. To
2: to move it. Okay. Well, you mentioned, you know, like withdrawal penalties before. So let's just kind of frame it from that standpoint for for the next one to think about. You know, if you feel like, or you're pretty sure you're going to need to access some money from your traditional 401k before retirement, before you get to 59 and a half, then maybe, again, maybe it's worthwhile to pare back how much you're pumping into that and put that someplace else so that you can avoid those penalties and so on and so forth, other than waiting until 59 and a half.
0: So two quick things. um, And going back to our earlier point, where you don't want to roll your 401k into an IRA is if you've got a lot of low basis company stock. Then you want to do something called an NUA uh, election. And so that... that, What was that again? An An NUA? Yeah, net unrealized depreciation. Oh, okay. So you you can turn uh, ordinary gains into capital gains which is going to give you a tax arbitrage a tax savings okay so again you've got to know about that um, but if you don't have that and it's just a you know it's just a bunch of mutual funds go ahead um, the other thing that I want to say is that in a 401k not an IRA I'm talking about a traditional 401k mm-hmm. company plans there's no everyone thinks that the 10 percent early withdrawal penalty is at 59 and a half. That's true for an IRA, but for a 401k, it's 55. But
2: only from the job you're leaving.
0: Only it- from the job you're leaving. Right. right. So yeah. there's there's some comp- complex rules around that. So if you, let's say you, quote unquote, retired at 56, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but you you need some money from your 401k. Well, you can take it out of your 401 k, the last company that you worked for, right? Without without penalty. But if you roll it in your I, into your IRA, if you take money out of there, there's a ten percent penalty. Yeah, so and you that's really a great watch out for that.
2: Yeah, that's a great rule to highlight for people. I think they call it the rule of fifty five, and 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 that's a great point. And yeah, there are a couple of caveats, so it's just worthwhile to make sure that you understand what those are. So to like to our point about the the. Well, stray or for orphan 401k, uh, you can't access one if you're 55, you can't access one from that you've left at a job that you quit five years ago. But it can be from the one that you are currently you know, retiring from.
0: Yeah. And in that case, I would roll that 401k from the old job into your current job mm-hmm. and make it part of their 401k. And then I would leave the company. Okay. Right? There you go. Dang so it. that's yeah.
2: some other little tidbits, right? Some yeah. things. Well, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so basically, John, it kind of brings me back to brings me to the final point, which kind of really could be applied to any of these other points, is maybe it's just worthwhile to consider other options if the concern that you have is around you know the plan, whether it be your control or or how much, um, you know, because often 401ks, traditional 401 k set up with a company, there's not a ton of options, right? So you've got more options, you've got flexibility, control, maybe better fees, you know, things of that nature. So if that's appealing to you, then maybe, again, getting the match is all you want and you want to put the rest of that someplace else.
0: Control, flexibility, limited investment options. Uh, those are all great reasons to look at why you may want to roll out a 401k into an IRA. Again, I can't make any blanket statements. Sure.'re talking those hypotheticals. are things that I would yeah, I, I, those are things that I would look at. I would look at all the reasons to stay. again, if if you need to withdraw money before 59 and a half and you're over 55, that's a reason to keep the money into in a 401k. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, hey, here are the reasons where you may want to uh, roll it into an IRA. And we just weigh the options and, and make a decision at that point. But it's, it's not an automatic thing. I, I have friends who are investment only advisors. You left your job. Okay, time to roll over your forum. Okay, it's, it's like a knee jerk reaction. And it's because they want to manage the assets. Nothing wrong with that for them, but there may be something wrong for the client. So, I, hmm. and I don't think they say it out of a, a bad or a, a greedy spirit. I just think they just don't know. Yeah, or, uh, or
2: just ingrained, that's the, that's the go to.
0: Exactly. I mean, that's just what we've been taught, but we have to give a little bit of pause and say, probably 80% probably, but let's take a look at maybe the other 20% of why you don't want
2: to. Well, that's that's a good point. I think with putting money in the traditional 401k and the point of having this chat today on the podcast was that's what we've been taught. Just dump your money as much as you possibly can into the traditional 401k and you'll be all right. And there's so many other options and things out there now. We wanted to highlight some reasons why it might make sense to either not use it or only use it up to a certain point. Uh, a certain dollar amount or matching amount, and then maybe allocate those funds into other places. So hopefully, folks found that interesting. Hopefully, you found that interesting. Anything else I miss, uh, missed that you want to run down?
0: I, I think you've pretty much covered the gamut. I was just thinking, you know, in a for a future episode, we can just go the total opposite uh, end of the spectrum and and talk about mega backdoor Roth IRAs. But uh, we could do that too. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a total. Uh, and the uh, opposite end of the spectrum. So yeah, I think you, I think you had had some great questions. I think that covers, you know, the vast majority of Americans out there that that have a four hundred one k. So yeah, it's not a magic pill. Let's before you do anything. Talk to a financial planner yes. that will look at all six corners, or I don't want to say corners, but all six pie wedges of your trivial pursuit uh, piece here. Yeah, we're going to keep that using analogy. That. <laughs> uh, <you laughs> go, know, go, go refer to, uh, uh, to the, uh, finan- what, the value of financial planning part two. That's right. You'll get our analogy. But And uh, yeah, if you have any other questions, Mark, uh, happy to answer them, but I think you covered a a fair bit of it. All right. Well, thank you very much.
2: Yeah, so check us out, uh, obviously, on Apple, Google, Spotify. You can catch past episodes like John was referring. We were talking about some pie wedges and trivial pursuit uh, on the prior episode. You can find all the information at johnchoy.net. And again, as he mentioned, before you take any action, you should always check with a qualified professional like John, who is a certified financial planner, to see how it's going to affect you. Again, these are just some hypotheticals and some things to ponder. Should you be in a scenario where maybe it makes more sense for you to do you know, X versus versus Y or Z or Y versus X and Z, right? But you got to run that stuff down to find out what's going to be the right situation for you. We're all affected by things like retirement savings accounts and taxation and social security. Uh, Those are universalisms that affect us all. But at the end of the day, it still is unique puzzle pieces or pie wedges, if however you want to kind of use that analogy that makes up each person. So Uh, sit down, have a conversation with a qualified pro like John, and you can find him at Epiphany Capital, where he is the president and certified financial planner, and find him online at johnchoy.net. That's johnchoy.net. This is Middle Class Millionaire. John, thanks for hanging out, buddy.
0: All right. Thanks for having me again.
2: Absolutely. We'll see you next time here on the podcast.
1: Don't forget to subscribe. We'll
2: catch you later. All
1: right. Take care. Epiphany Capital is a registered investment advisor, RIA, located in the state of Illinois. Epiphany Capital provides investment advisory and related services for clients nationally. Epiphany Capital will maintain all applicable registration and licenses as required by various states in which Epiphany Capital conducts business, as applicable. Epiphany Capital renders individualized responses to persons in a particular state only after complying with all regulatory requirements or pursuant to an applicable state exemption or exclusion.